Okay, guys, we need a new intro. Any ideas? Do 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 do. No, 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 no. I got a better one. Guys, guys. Okay, let's just drink. Review. Netflix. Hey guys, this is Pop Poor Review. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hello. Hi. And I was doing... the voice of Netflix, by the way. Oh, okay. And I said Netflix. That's great. <laughs> so we're doing some Netflix and some chilling. Um... No, we are not. <laughs> oh, uh, just I just want to before we start, I found out someone made a Disney Plus one. Wait, a Disney Plus one what? Like Netflix and chill version. And Ew! No, please but, do no, not please. sully Disney. No, I know, but I have to because it's so funny. It's Disney Plus this dick. <laughs> No, ew. That doesn't even... That, that's just, like, so obvious. Well, I know, but I was, like... I was going through for, like, stuff about Netflix, and I was, like... What's Hulu? I, I, oh, I don't know why I was going to make an owl sound. I don't know <laughs> why. I was going to be, like... <laughs> okay, so let's start. Hulu, We're doing... you. Hulu woo-woo. You know what? <laughs> we're moving on. Netflix has had a great year in 2019, what so we're talking about... Cubies going to be. Cubies? Yeah, it's a new streaming, like a... Like a it's. I actually found out today. It's actually interesting. It's a. Wait, hold it's on. It's a short for form streaming service that's starting up in April. Wait, is that the thing that Stephen Amell and um, no, this Sophie is the Turner one. Are doing? Jimmy, you Sophie have, Turner. Yeah, you have quick seconds to describe what it is. Yeah, but you can. I think it's only on your phone. So like when you turn it widescreen or like portrait mode, it, it changes the way you're watching it. And you know Steven Spielberg's doing a horror show that you can only watch at night. Like it goes away during the day and it, when the sun goes down, you can watch it. I could swear that Steven, I think Steven Amell is... He might be, but I, I know so- Sophie Turner's doing it and the Reno 9 one's going back I back. think that's what they're um, doing on so the Conan television it? series on. Maybe. It only works if you turn it. No, but like it, if you turn it, it, you, it, you do, it does something the way you watch it. Okay. Well, Netflix doesn't do that and that's what we're talking about. Um... <laughs> Nexus had a great year, 2019. Irish human. my pee. Shut up. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Don't ever say that again. I don't like that at all. <laughs> okay, go back to Netflix. You're such an asshole. We're talking about Irishman and Marriage Story. We're going to start, because Netflix movies have been really great this year. I'm trying to focus that and try to get away from this fucking QB thing. <laughs> We're starting with Irish... No, we're starting with drinks. You got me all confused. <laughs> the drink is called Netflix and Chill. It's vodka. It's fruit, fruit punch. punch and Sprite. it's Sprite. And enjoy. <laughs> it's basically college. That's true. This tastes like watered down fruit punch. <laughs> it tastes like... um. I, yeah. to, I taste a little bit of vodka. Like, I taste a little vodka. A little. Maybe. I actually like it because it's like you. T- you. It's it's sweet, but then like you. It's no, sweet, you know but then what? like you taste the vodka going down. It literally tastes like um, red Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad thing though? Yeah. It t- no, I love red Gatorade. It tastes like fruit punch Gatorade. No joke, guys. Yeah. With like a little a tiny tiny hit Shout of vodka, which is no. That's why yeah, usually saying. vodka makes me makes me gag now <laughs> since I drank that entire. Long story short, long- Kelly drank a bottle of vodka once, and it's like you, you would fireball. Yeah, it, it was a was long- this recently? No. no. Oh, I was going to say, I've never seen you drink vodka ever. No, that, that's, that's because. because of what oh, happened. Okay. Oh, so it's me. Okay. It's All right, so a quick little side story, obviously. Yeah. So it was New Year's Eve. We had gone up to our friend Matt's apartment in Connecticut, and everyone uh, apparently, well, mostly uh, Jimmy and one of our other friends, couldn't drink any more vodka or anything. I got like a migraine. That. So they weren't You're feeling the well. You're the worst party person. Ever. I know. But I got a migraine. He, I can't he, drink anymore. He gets sick once and it's game over. So no one else was drinking. 
and so we had this entire thing of vodka. We specifically went to the store to get. And so I drank this entire thing by myself. And Respect. the next day, I was hungover for like two days. I That was when I was afraid to vomit. I, I used to vomit too, and then I vomited. Sorry, like, oh, guys. So this could be gross, but like I'm not afraid to vomit anymore. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to feel so much better. I'm going to go get to sleep, have a good night's sleep. I don't make myself vomit, but I, I'm not. I tried once, and I couldn't do it. I, I just know. My body's just like, okay, let's no, go. No, no, I was like fingers down. Yeah, the I remember. I, 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 I physically can't do that. But like, I, so like, I was afraid to vomit back then. And mm-hmm. I didn't make, so I was sick, so sick for like two days straight. I was really fucked up. So now when I taste like vodka, like on my tongue or anything, it, my gag reflex immediately like kicks in. So I cannot drink vodka really. That anymore. reminds me of me with Fireball. Unless it's really covered up, which yeah. means basically like there's no vodka in it. Yeah, that's like me with Fireball. But that happened, that, your store reminded me of with me and my friends went to AC and we literally went to the liquor store and got. AC is Atlantic City Atlantic for City. all you oh, non-Northeasterners. Yeah, we got a handle of vodka and then within, I think we started drinking around like five or six. We finished it within before like 12, I think. And and then I had to drive five hours home. Now you you and just, I just hated it. You just reminded me of when I went to AC Atlantic City too for my <laughs> sister in law's bachelorette party, and my our friend Caitlin came Where'd with me. Where'd you stay? Oh, we stayed at this. It's not there anymore. It's not oh, there you anymore. do Hard Rock? Okay. No, but it was like really nice, like really fucking nice. Yeah, I like the Hard Rock. I can't remember though. It closed up. But um, I went with our friend Caitlin, and you know our friend Caitlin doesn't really drink, but for some reason because she panicked or something. <laughs> She like ordered um, a vodka cherry, like cherry and vodka. I was just like, why did you order that? You don't drink. And she was like, I don't know. So I ended up having to drink everything that she kept ordering. Why did she not keep ordering finishing. things? She also ordered a beer after that. <laughs> why was she ordering you things? Know, I, I guess because Caitlin at the time, like we, we had just, we were still like in our, we were like 22 or something like that. So like she was trying to like drink. feel out what she liked to drink. So she didn't like that either. So <laughs> I got, I was the only one in my sister-in-law's bridal party who got fucked up that night. And I like walking I, around. I was getting text messages the whole time. Walking around being like, I need a grilled cheese. And like, I got a grilled cheese. I get back to the room with my sister-in-law's like cousins and stuff who I don't really know. And they're all getting ready for bed. I'm like, hey. And like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to eat my grilled cheese. And that, rem- that story. But that is Caitlin's fault. I still blame her because she didn't drink anything she bought that night. With Caitlin, that reminds me of when we, well, three of us, uh, three of us and our other friends were in uh, California, San Diego, and we went to this rooftop like sushi bar, and for I and then I ordered a drink, and for some reason I've never seen Matt order like he usually gets beer, and for some reason he ordered this like huge fruity, you know, he ordered first, he ordered this huge fruity drink, and I was like, you know what, Matt. I'll join you. I was like, I've never seen you order this. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a bad influence on you or something, but I'll order it with you. And he, it was like literally like a jug. And he was like, oh, like and then like barely drink it. And then I had to finish it for him. I think. No, no, no. You didn't have to. You chose to. You have to. You can't leave. Out. You can. That's why you have issues. I don't have issues. I'm on a dry January, except for this podcast. <laughs> Besides the podcast, I'm on a dry January. Okay, so I guess let's go oh, back let's to. Oh, let's actually do our podcast. The, oh. Yeah. So yeah, down with the drinking stories. Um. Irishman, Irishman, read it. Oh wait, we go. Oh, I had it up and ready, and then we talked about that, so now it went to sleep. Okay, so let's okay. go to the synopsis. Synopsis: A mob hitman recalls his possible involvement with the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa. Spoiler alerts from here on. Is that what it said? Yeah. No, I said. Oh, <laughs> alerts. I was like, I'm... so what, this. Did was, you guys like? It? This is the first. I did really like it. enjoy it. Um, it was one of my favorites of the year. 
Now, me and Matt went to see this in a Broadway theater. Netflix had rented out the Belasco Theater for one month, and we saw this. And I think that seeing it in a theater really made a difference. It's a pretty grand movie. so It's, it's, you know. it's a big movie. It's Scorsese. It's all like the old De Niro, Pacino, um, Pesci. You had Car- Harvey Keitel in it. Ray and Romano. No. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> But, um, He's not part of the but he isn't it. No, no. no, but he was like <laughs> Ray, Ray Liotta, maybe, but not Ray Romano. Was Ray Liotta? No, no. He's in our next thing. They all intertwined. Yeah. <gasps> they should do a mashup. Okay, no. No, but, oh my gosh. Um, but I think that one, I couldn't have my phone out because I would have gotten yelled at by the ushers. And two, I didn't fall asleep because I was in really uncomfortable chairs for three and a half hours. I wouldn't fall asleep. So well, you don't really with. fall asleep during movies in general. Yeah. No, but it's I started to like talk. You I start your phone. to I start to like just phase out and look at my phone, which is when I know I need to stop watching like he the movie. Was, he rented Judy, and I came out because I was sleeping, and he literally was like on his phone, not even looking at the screen. <laughs> yeah, no, I was that. But yeah, I saw that in the theaters. So. But see, that I mean, I, personally, I like seeing movies in the theaters for that reason that I won't have, be on my phone. I, I have want, to watch I want the film. Cushion, I guess. But that's like your own fault, though. That you're on your phone while no, I, I do try. Though. I do try to like keep it away, but then I get bored. But like in the theater, I don't know. I, I don't get distracted as much, so I really thought that seeing this in a theater, well, the giant screen, you're kind of like, was really good. It's dark. Um, Kelly, you saw it. I, I watched it at home. At home. I mean, <laughs> I, do, do you think this could have been in a theater? Like, you would have seen this in a theater. It wouldn't. I could have seen it in a theater, but it wouldn't have made a difference for me, to be honest. Really? I don't. I'm not one of those people that like. I love movies, obviously, because we have a podcast about it. But when it comes to movie, watching movies at home and watching movies in the theater, there's only very few movies that I'm like has. To, it has to be seen in a theater. I'm okay with watching movies at home because I don't get as distracted as like Jimmy or stuff like that. Like. I will admit, in The Irishman, I did fall asleep for a little bit, but that was, like, one, because of, like, work, and I was really exhausted, and two, but I'm pretty sure I would have done it inside the theater, too, because it's a it's a movie that has a lot of talking in it. It's, it's very good. Long. It's a three-and-a-half-hour-long movie, and it's primarily speaking, and there is a part in the middle where it's literally, like, there's not even really any hits or anything going on, so there's nothing to keep you interested. It's just them, like talking and fighting so like i did fall asleep for a little bit but i would have fell asleep in the theater too because i do have a penchant for falling asleep in the theater but i do agree like i mean like i think you can watch on the tv it's not gonna hurt it but i think i i mean for me i, also I did enjoy on, watching in the theater it also depends on what type of like setup you also have at your home like mm-hmm. for me like i have like i have a 4k um movie i have a 4k tv i have like you know, a sound bar and stuff. And like, if you go into my downstairs, I have a 70 inch TV. You turn off all the lights. It's almost like, I was going to say, if I ever had like I a have private reclining theater, chairs. Yeah, like. If I ever had a private theater like to myself, I would probably never go to movies because I'd be like, well, this is just fine too. But did you like it? No, yeah, I liked it. I did, I did enjoy it as we I all didn't know. love it as much as I thought I would. As we all know, because you all yelled at me. I did not like the last half hour. That was my no, biggest part. No, the last part half of hour was not a good. But was I not did good. the first three hours. I thought if it was. But three you cannot. Hours, you cannot say the last. We half all hour agree is with One it, of the worst. Yeah, movies. movies. You can, though, if that's what. If that's no, my worst, though. A movie isn't. That's not the movie. That's part of a movie. That's what our issue was. But that part was worse than movies overall to me. No, my no. opinion is my opinion. No. no, but 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 it averaged out then. <laughs> no. You can't. You can't just pick apart a movie like that. I could, and I did. But you, you um, can't and you should. I did enjoy it. I, it was on my top ten list as well. Um, oh, the first three hours, though. Yeah. First three, I think the first three hours are great. Um, but the, I'm, I'm just going to talk about the last half hour because that's my real... I, I, there's nothing really I can talk about for the first three hours because I really did enjoy it. 
Um, I thought, to me, personally, Al Pacino was the best. I know Kelly says Joe Pesci was no, the best. No, I, I agree with you. Al Pacino yeah. was brilliant in this. To me, yeah, I, I just thought... Joe Pesci he, was definitely he the was best. Like a, I thought it was just different than what also, he Also, I haven't does. seen Al Pacino act like that in a long time. Yeah. Joe it's Pesci was more like of a subtle. I'm not, I'm not saying he wasn't good. He was more of a subtle kind of thing. Al Pacino was kind of like, boom. And do you know who wasn't great? Well, to you. De Niro. I thought he was fine. He yeah. wasn't like he didn't he, make it bad. He, he didn't wasn't do bad. He was just a normal Robert De Niro mm-hmm. role. Like it, 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 you can't discern it from any other role that he's had lately. You know who was great with the one, her one word she said. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. But no, the last half hour though, I personally thought like the story was over, and they kind of just Martin Scorsese says he didn't have any people saying no. I really think you should trim it down. I think he was just like I want to tell everything, and I think. It was the story was over and he kept going. And I was like, well, nothing is happening now. It's just literally nothing. I personally think it would have been a great ending if they would have went to um, when Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci are in jail and they're kind of dipping the bread and the wine like they did in the older days, but in the prison. I thought that would have been a great full circle ending. And they should have ended it there. But they didn't, and they just thought it, it kept... The last half hour felt like three hours. They, they literally expanded on Robert De Niro's character. So much that wasn't necessary. That wasn't, yeah, it was yeah. not necessary. I thought that would be great. I mean, to me, I mean, people probably will say opposite, but I thought that would have been a great, like, full circle type of ending, because that's what he did in the back, that's what, and, like, that's what he used to do, and then this is what, when he chose that life, this is what happened to him, sort of kind of thing. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess it's just also because it's like you have to figure out, they have to, you know, make it like, how did he end up here, though, after the jail and stuff? So I understand it, he but it, been telling it, it, was, jail, it was a total waste of time, though. Yeah, I thought it was, maybe it was No, waste. I didn't mind them being in, like, the retirement home afterwards telling telling the story. It's just I really don't think they should have. It shouldn't have been it expanded It was a story that didn't it. need yeah. to be told. It was unnecessarily yeah. expanded upon it. Like, at that time, like, when directors do things like that where they just unnecessarily expand on things, like, sometimes I'm just like, this must be just straight up their hubris, their own hubris, just being like, I'm gonna do this because I can. It'll be art, and it's just kind of like, but it's not necessary and to I, the story. Yeah, and I love Martin Scorsese, but then someone brought up a good point. I don't know who I told this to, but they were like, who's gonna tell Martin Scorsese the last half hour slow? That's the thing, you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's so big. Who's gonna be like the guy who's like gonna risk his career pretty much? Especially like, since Netflix bought it, and they were like, well, we don't have to show it. Well, we that's can what I'm show saying. It. Who's gonna be the guy who's gonna risk his career or his job being like, I don't like that, and like it can backfire. But him. see, here's the one good. No, thing everyone's with, scared to do that. Here's the one good thing with Netflix, is that they don't really deal with with timing, mm-hmm. because they you can watch it whenever you want, you can start it whenever you want, you can watch it over and over and over and over and over again. But in a theater, the theaters want to play it as many times as possible, and you can probably only play it two, maybe three times for a three and a half hour mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. without it going until like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So that's why usually movies get cut. Like I know that the movie A Star is Born, it was a three hour movie. The newest one? No, no, no. With Judy Garland. It was Jesus. a three hour movie and the studios and the theaters were like, yeah, that's way that too a long. a three hour movie for back then? Yeah. I guess a lot of movies are they were yeah, like, that's no, way like, too long. That's you very need to weird cut it. That they did that though, yeah. especially when you have movies like Gone with the Wind and everything. Yeah, and like, they, they actually okay. they Judy cut Garland. it and, and lost a lot of footage because they just melted the. Because she was really down. big back then, right? Yeah, that was yeah. after Wizard of Oz. That it was wasn't like the when she kind of that one. Uh, that was like her height. I was gonna say that was her height, right? The downfall. Yeah, I mean, it was like her late. She was like maybe in her late thirties. She but was. She was. She was very big. I like that was probably the precipice of her career. Yeah, and and that and that they made them cut it because they couldn't play it as many times as they would have wanted to. So no, that's what the only good thing with Netflix is they just say here's but that two hundred million dollars too, do whatever the hell you want because it's like the first three hours are great I'm not saying it was like the best movie ever but it was great and I was really into it but then like literally as soon as the story Robert De Niro was telling in this in the movie was over it literally was like 
dragging because I'm like, what? Nothing's happening. Like, it's there's no point to this movie anymore. No, yeah, I think that's just straight up, you know, just Martin Scorsese, and then like the fact that he's Martin Scorsese and he yeah. could do he can do it. Yeah, and like in his mind, he probably sees it as necessary. Yeah, but I guess me. Well, the three of us are in agreement, so. You know, I Pop think... Pop Review does not agree with Martin Scorsese. Like, we're not... We're in agreement that we didn't enjoy the yeah. last 30 minutes. Only because it's not... It wasn't necessary. Like, if it was a three-hour movie, like, you know, obviously that's kind of, like, the max limit a movie should be. And I don't know if you guys agree with me, but, I mean, I personally love Wolf of Wall Street, and I thought the three hours was appropriate. And I thought the Irishman was... Three hours would have been no, appropriate. No, movies that are three hours yeah. that... It that it's like okay, there's a it's whole stereotype with that too, and I was like, it no, yeah, be because there. I mean, there are like movies, obviously, like even Endgame. There's a like, yeah. I mean, cut, I'm looking I'm, right now. I'm looking at Scorsese's um, filmography, and I would say about more than fifty percent is over two hours and forty five minutes. You have Gangs of New York, The Aviator, The uh, Departed is two and a half hours. But most of the scenes Departed. are so like integral and good and necessary. Like, you he's know, very good at like diving deep into the story. And then like, you kind of get like into it. Yeah, I mean, you always have hit and misses. He probably felt this was just really yeah, important. Yeah, he had one movie. Silence. Silence, that his 2016. Oh, but my God. Like it, no, did no. Like it? I did not like but I'm Silence. I was saying, but did people like it? Like, was it critically? Yeah, it was critically. It was just okay. like people didn't, didn't want to see it because, one, I saw it. I tried to I, I watch the whole thing. I did fall asleep through most of it only because the, Silence is one of the slowest movies I have ever flipping watched. Really? And nothing happens in it. Like, literally nothing. It's a very, like, I don't e- I can't even name the type of person that, you know, sh- that it would be aimed towards. Yeah. Silence is a, silence, would I don't Would you say, like, like religious, more religious people, or not even? No, that? not even. It's just so long. Oh, I don't even think religious people would really enjoy oh, it, really? to be honest. It's just like a, it's one of those very, very niche movies yeah. that like yeah I was actually people. surprised that he directed that because it made like it didn't really get a wide release well apparently this yeah. was trying to get because made up for a while there's no way you could have that made that during cause like well I know the Irishman a lot of studios didn't want to do it because it was a three and a half hour film and he was like there's nothing else I can really cut out but I also will say that um he he I mean like a while ago he came under kind of criticism about like the um Marvel like superhero movies, mm-hmm. and I feel like because of the spectacle, was it the spectacle or the like the the um, the connection to other parts of the, in, of the world? It, it was. was just it was just these like like CGI but monster. But can I say something? Not any like I still love the movie, but like this movie had a lot of CGI in it. This movie had a lot. It was very big. This was a grand movie like a superhero movie. You know, it was a it was like a. A big mob movie. No, I I consider this. I would consider this in the same genre as like superhero movies, special effects wise. I would say this is more of an epic. But what I'm saying is, that's why I was. Wait, you're gonna you want to put the Irishman in a superhero? No, 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 no. Like he's he's saying it's like scale, and I'm like I think because the CGI because you have superhero movies. I I just I put it as a Martin Scorsese because he usually has very good. No, I do, but I'm saying because I mean look look at the other app. You have Gone with the Wind, uh, Ten Commandments. You have all these other movies. One they're like three and a half four hours long, special effects filled. Films like those are epics, and well, I would there consider there weren't that many special effects minus the de aging process. Are you saying blockbuster type, blockbuster type, or yeah, like block? But I would, they like, I don't know, I, can, I consider those epics. I don't consider this an epic. Oh, really? No, I, do. I, I can see that. I don't consider it an epic because there's nothing really besides its long runtime and its cast, there's nothing really epic. I mean, you're comparing the size to, of it, though. 
I don't I don't consider it. Oh really? You can't you're comparing it to the Ten Commandments who like literally part made part of the Red Sea. Like you can't compare the de aging process that the Irishman does to that. Well, that's not the only thing. I'm trying to think like there there But the ones that Jimmy named uh, no, yeah, I'm saying like it reminds me more of the film epics than like superhero movies. No, but I'm saying it's in it grants it's similar to a superhero movie. Is what I'm saying. Like, no, similar. Like no, not not story wise, no. but just grand and no. the effects and no. probably like no. great. No, how is it not? I don't agree with that. I at literally all. just explained to you why. But I don't you're saying all the CGI, and that's literally what I was saying. But I'm not. No, no, I'm not saying there was a lot of CGI. That's I'm just, just saying. Said, yeah, but superhero movies are on a grand scale because of their CGI, not because of like the actual like movie itself. Like we're talking about like superhero movies are probably what eighty percent CGI. I think this movie was a lot of CGI. I do think just the de-aging. Just the no, de-aging. You can look at pictures and there's like it, there was a picture I saw online that it looked like they were on a green screen. Everything's on a green screen. And that's CGI. Yeah, but I don't consider it a green screen CGI. That's just the studio saying, you need to save money, don't shoot on location, use a green screen. No, they would have gave him more screen. No, because he's shot in on location. No, for but the, de- the de-aging or is they really needed, Or they needed to do it, it because it needed to be like the 1950s. I don't... Uh, and they couldn't find a location that would fit that scene, so they're like, we'll just use a green screen. No, like, we're thing talking saying, about, like, the money that's being spent on the Irishman didn't just go to the CGI. It went towards the sets, the practical the the costumes and everything like that. While superhero movies, the budget is really just going towards the freaking special effects. I would say it goes to actors too, depending on how. Well, big it goes the movie to the is. actors, but we're talking about it's not. Not going, like a first, like a first movie. They're not spending the money series. for on location sites or really anything like that, unless it's like the Avengers scale one. It's really uh, no, just I'm like just saying, they're spending it for like. And they shoot them all in the yeah. same place in, in Atlanta. Exactly. Yeah, I, no, I'm just. I'm, it's really just like they're paying for the blue them, screen, yeah. the green screen, the effects, the studio. Like, no, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying Irishman. I think had. But, I think a lot of money went to CGI. Personally, well, the I, I'm saying like the de aging, but the amount of like like it's a period piece. So we we're also talking about you know them having to change around the transform sets Manhattan transform. into into 1950s. No, I, know, but I don't think a lot of that was. I mean, I think I I do. I mean, maybe I did rewatch it, but when I was watching the theater, maybe that's why it looked more like a. I'm not. It was a good special effects, but I'm saying like you can kind of see that. It looked like it was a set with a lot of green screen. No, I don't think that. No, I don't think, that, I don't think at that, at that at all with the Irishman. Oh. I, I didn't even see that at all. Maybe I mean, I can, see them, use, I can see them using green screen for city scenes because, you know, you can't really... Like the backdrop and stuff. Take out, like, if they needed the World Trade Centers in there or something. Like, or you can't... That taking needs to out be, the more modernized Yeah, or, like, yeah, buildings. Like that. That's the, like, what they use the green screen but like, for, but... No, but like that, I find okay. But what I'm talking about is that in superhero movies, the entire world is CGI created. That's the thing. Like, though, there'll be like a rock or two that's actual thing, or the platform that they're standing on that's real. Like, depending on the superhero. But that's what. Yeah. But that's why their budgets are so big. It's not because of like in these type of epic movies where it's like, oh, it's really just going towards you know practical things and things like that. Like, superhero movies are. Their budgets are so grossly huge and stuff. It's because it's going towards creating. Like, like I'd even, I would like even that. say like Jurassic Park, the original one, would be considered a film epic. I just can say, I, to me, I put those all together. I put no, all I together. don't put that. Like Jurassic Park, I agree with Jimmy with the amount of practical effects. That money all went towards animatronics. No, no, I really don't think there. Was, I, 
Film I'm average. now I'm curious how much actual was practical in Irishman because I don't think it was that much. I think it was like half and half. Maybe. I don't think it's no, half and half now. I think I think a majority of the CGI was in the de-aging process. I think that was a big part for I think because half the too. cast was de-aged. No, but oh, like yeah, I but. don't see I don't see the I think most of the sets were were real except maybe like little things they maybe if they had to add a building or something into the background. I don't I didn't see green screen everywhere. I mean, Matt, they showed... I did most... When they were, like, in the city, I did. There was a scene where they were at the airport, which literally is right by where we live, and that that was no green screen. That's what it looks like. It looks like a 1950s airport, so they were able to find a... That's what I'm talking about, that. But what I'm saying, like, I think if there was a location for it, they found it. If there wasn't a location... I'm saying saying a lot of the city stuff, which they were in the city. They were in Boston, right? In Boston, New York, for a lot of it? Yeah, but it's hard to... I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying. I think we're talking about the, the level of CGI that they're using. Like yeah. we're talking and there was a lot no, of in the cities. No, but the Irishman we're talking still like minimal compared to like a superhero movie. Where I'm not saying it's as much, but I'm saying it's similar. I don't think it's similar at all. I think it's different. Yeah, it's a different kind of use of CGI. Like for superheroes, it's like you're using the CGI to create the entire world, not to fill in gaps. I don't think there were just gaps. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think there were just gaps that were filling. I, I, I don't think was it was a, that bad. I watched that movie and it, it wasn't that bad. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like, I just, it seemed like. It's not on superhero level bad where it's just like, you know, they're, that's not fucking real at all. Well, yeah, not all superhero movies are like that, but I'm just saying like. No, well, but I'm talking about like the Avengers compound. We're talking about like that. None of that was real except the ground. Wasn't <laughs> some of the buildings real? No. No. Like the sets where they're sitting on or they're standing, those are like the real, but the entire thing oh, I thought, the, the I thought enti- they've, um, Age of Ultron, that was a real building. I thought I saw like behind the scenes stuff. Well, I said, I was bringing up Endgame. Oh, you said Avengers Compound, so I wasn't sure. The Avengers Compound, the, where the big thing, like none of that is real. Oh, like you mean like at the final battle? Yeah. Like oh, well, remotely. obviously, because it's all No, but that's what but I'm talking about. Like, we're talking about entire areas uh, for superhero movies that aren't real that they're using CGI for and that's where the budget's going for I'm talking about like you know in the Irishman and stuff it's like transforming stuff or just adding in like things that I don't consider that but I wouldn't be surprised if they said that there was an entire for some like a couple scenes there was an entire they built it from visual effects I don't I mean I could be wrong no, I'm saying, a couple buildings maybe but that's still not on the no, same no I'm not saying scale. a couple buildings I'm saying like they no, built the well, I don't I, think they did that I, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I wouldn't be surprised if they said that. But that's why I'd say the Irishman. Like, I mean, besides that, everything was good. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing where I've been saying. I'm just saying I was just... It Robert was, uh, De Niro said there's no green screen in the Irishman. Just because he says it. I don't... He also says that... He's in almost every scene. No, I know. But, like, he also says that, like, the... You can't even tell that they de-age them, so... Well, he says there is de-aging, but he said there is no green screen in the Irishman. Uh, if that's true, I you mean, you said you couldn't. He couldn't tell they de-aged him. They said that the de-aging was so good you couldn't tell. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's saying he yeah, didn't. Because, do I it. mean, it, it it makes it seems like it looks like they shot that back when he was in his like thirties. That's how good it is. It doesn't look fake. Like when they did that for Jessica Lang on the American de-aging? Horror Story, it looked the fake. the beginning of the aging didn't look great because you know what Robert De Niro looks like now. It just takes you a second to be like, oh, okay, this it. Okay, it just takes you a second. It like hits you right away. No, it's fine. If that's what happened, that's what happened. I'm just saying. That was just my The opinion. visual effects artist on The Irishman said on Collider.com, first of all, there were no markers on any... Well, for that, there was no green screen. Uh, if that's what it is, that's what it is. But, I mean, that was just saying my opinion. I know, but we're saying, like, now it's like there was no green screen. Like, at all in that. So would you still consider this a super, like, a, like a superhero movie? Yeah. But on what on what grounds? Just the scale of it. 
So I also who, think the scale that they put green screen aside. I think the scale of it. I'm not saying it is a superhero movie. I'm saying the scale of it is similar to those type of big blockbuster movies. That's what I was getting at to begin with. No, I, I still feel like there there's two different types of blockbusters. There's like the CGI heavy superhero movies, and then there's the film epics. And I can consider the Irishman on the the film epic side. Yeah, the that's I'm saying yeah, exactly. That's the uh, opinions of different people. Wait, did they not even use face dots? Well, I don't know how they did the. That's what the visual effects artist said. Interesting. So it was all done post. Think so. That meant why it didn't look hundred percent great in the beginning, at least. I thought I I, I thought the so the younger no they were, the greater the wor- the better the. I'm not saying it didn't look good, but I, you can tell it was more stuff. Pablo Hellman, who was the visual effects artist on The Irishman, said there were no markers on any actor's face, no use of green screen, and no additional offset photography for this movie. Hmm. Interesting. So that that's a really big win for visual effects. Yeah. Like, well, for the de-aging process. No, yeah. yeah. They'll probably be using, that'll be used now forever. But what was it? It's just post... The dots, the dots on the head and, oh. like, like what they did for Alita. Well, I didn't, I didn't really read the whole no, thing. No, like, what they did for Alita, I kind of think, is what, what they did for de-aging. With the, the dots and the camera right in front of their face. Like motion capture. Yeah, it was almost motion capture-ish. Yeah. Mm. But... This one, they just kind of pasted an old face of Robert De Niro onto his face. <laughs> Copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's I, like in I, Science of the But Lines. it worked really well, though. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think the, like, the middle part of it, like, not when he was super young, because, like, you can kind of see, because it was kind of weird, but, like, the middle, like, before he got, like, regular Robert De, uh, Robert De Niro, it looked really good. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, the middle age, mm-hmm. in between the youngest and the oldest? Yeah. That was really good. I just want to know, like, okay, so I just Googled the budget for the Irishman, which is mm-hmm. $140 million. I want to know how much of that, though, went to the salary of the actors. I don't know. Because I was watching um, the Hollywood Reporter. Talking had about a, really huge fucking people. The Hollywood Reporter had um, the director's roundtable. Martin Scorsese was there. And he said that's why a lot of people wouldn't give them money because of the de-aging. That's what took the biggest part of the budget, he said. Mm. But you know what the other thing is? Is like... This is just kind of off tangent. Um, like, it's amazing how, like, you know, with that type of budget, what Martin Scorsese was supposed to do, and then, like, fucking the Netflix Six Underground movie had, like, I think even a bigger budget, and it looks like that. really? Yeah. They gave $150 million, Michael Bay, $150 million to make Six Underground, and that movie does not look good. But I thought Irishman had, like, $200 million or something. I just said no, I thought I thought it was two hundred million. I was wrong. It was one forty. Oh really? Irishman was one forty. Oh. Six Underground was one fifty. Granted, Six Underground has a lot of practical explosions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I'm just like, the things that people can do with this with these yeah. type of bitches, so very different movies. What would you, what would you rate Irishman? Irishman, I will give an eight. I that will give Irishman a. Uh, Mm, 8.5. You know he's supposed to let Matt go first because he just takes everyone. So I'm going to give it a giving nine. giving an answer. I don't know what you're talking about. You're going to give it a nine? Yes, yeah, so eight, eight 8.5. It's top shelf. Woo-hoo. Everyone go see it right now. Oh, yeah. This movie is a really good movie. I mean, it is a really good I movie, I just yeah. don't... I didn't love it as much as I had hoped I would love it. I think it would... I think I actually would have given it like a 9.5 if it wasn't for the last half hour. It's not like... For me, I was just like... Because I've... 
when I compare it to other Robert De Niro's De, De, Niro, De Niro movies that I've seen, like Raging Bull and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm just like, it still doesn't compare. Well, like, even people critics say that too. You know, like it's I said, I, I have the ones I've seen. It's The Party and Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. I love, but um, they were saying uh, like I, I when I think back to it, I'm like, oh, it's really good. But then I literally like I, I think a lot about the last half hour. Like that really hurt it for me. But that's just me. Like there's a bunch of other movies that are like similar to it that I'd rather watch, like um, Black Mass. Like. Isn't it not a casino? Oh, not casino. Is that casino? Yeah, casino's De Niro. And uh, Scorsese, I mean. I like, heard that was similar to it. I didn't like, see it, though. I'd rather watch Black Mass over The Irishman with Johnny Depp. Oh, really? I heard that, that wasn't good, though. No, that was a no, great that was an movie. amazing movie. I, didn't see it. I it, thought I heard it got bad reviews. I thought. Maybe no, no, no. no. Maybe I'm really, thinking of a different movie. I think on Black Mass was like one of the biggest snubs ever. Like, oh, really? Johnny Depp should have been nominated for that role he was amazing like i that, heard he was good yeah like that movie was really really good and it's like if i had to choose because i guess they're semi-similar type movies you know gangsters but mm-hmm. like it's also like real people i would choose watching the black like black mass over um it's black mass right yeah for some reason i kept thinking of black sales i'm like that's a television show no black mass but i'd rather watch black mass over the irishman and it's not just and it's not because of the time it's yeah. because of like the interest in the yeah, movie yeah. and everything like that mm-hmm. On that note, we'll take a break. Yep. Hi, this is Amy D. This is the Why I'm Single podcast with my friend Chuck. Hi. Hey. And we talk about every fucking thing. If you love podcasts or about being well-scripted, well-researched, and a nice, tight report, that's not us. We're here to help you get through the dregs of everyday society get your mind off the murder and serial killers that you listen to all week and all that bullshit you put up with at work. So if you enjoy having a good laugh, you like to sit back and have a nice conversation, come listen to us. We've got great guests. We uh, have a great charisma. Uh, I don't know if charisma is the right word, but fuck it, we're going to roll with it. So give us a listen. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitters. And you can find us on every major podcasting platform. So look forward to seeing you. Bye. Still from Netflix. What? There's mo- Netflix has more than one movie? Oh my goodness. Imagine like you turn on Netflix and it was just like a giant screen of the Irishman. And, like It's like... That's this the is the only, only thing you're allowed to watch. watch now forever. But oh no, we're moving away from Martin Scorsese and moving into Noah Baumbach. Marriage Story. Oh, I love Marriage Story. Okay, ready for the synopsis? Yeah. I was just processing Marriage Story in my head. That's why I was like... Okay. Oh, okay. Marriage Story is an Academy Award nom... It's not. No, hold on. <laughs> I read that completely wrong. Marriage Story is Academy Award nominated Are filmmaker. You something that we Noah don't know? Baumbach's incisive and compassionate look at marriage breaking up and a family staying together. The film stars Scarlett Johansson, Adam Depp? Driver, Laura Versus. Dern, Alan Alda, and Ray Liotta. You better say Adam Driver again. I was going to say Adam Driver. <laughs> Alan Alda. Okay, let's start first. Did you like it? Well, let's, let's put it somewhere else. Did you love it? I liked it. I, I really liked it. I loved it. It is almost a near perfect film. I don't think it's a near perfect film, but I do love the movie. I do think it's. A I near don't simply film. like it. I do love the movie. I literally I watched it one night because we were another podcast when we did um, the podcast about reviewing on movies twenty nineteen. I was like, I know we're gonna talk about marriage stories when we watched before, and I literally watched it at like two in the morning. I finished at like four, and I was like, that was worth it. It was amazing. And I watched my phone like in my bed. I was like, I was like literally glued to it. I was like, oh my God. 
Oh my god. I watched The Irishman and Marriage Story in one night <laughs> because I wanted The Irishman to end because I wanted to watch Marriage Story more. I literally left a slot on my top 10 to be like, I feel like I'm going to like a Marriage Story. I'll do it just in case. Marriage Story is really good, but I do have my gripes with it and I've um told this so, okay, so obviously from here on out there are spoilers. If you haven't seen Marriage Story, do not they get divorced. To this podcast. Adam Driver dies. But, um, just kidding. I have my gripes with it. So I told Jimmy this before. I think that one thing that they may have um lost out on is not portraying the relationship, not letting us see more of the good times between Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver's relationship because the demise of their marriage, it was terrible and it was sad and it was really hard to watch at some points. But I was like, I feel like I'm losing a little more because I didn't see any of their good times. I mean, they have the thing in the beginning saying like the but thing I love about But that's just them talking about, but they're not doing anything as, like they're not doing anything coupley. See, personally for me, I thought that when like throughout the movie, they kind of had like these little moments where like they kind of were like, should we be doing this? And it kind of, like, had them kind of get... Like, they kind of showed how good they were sort of together. I couldn't see them married, though. That's the thing. Oh, I, and I think I, I that's did. I think I, that's what we're supposed to not be able to see them married, but I couldn't see them in a relationship ever. Like, I... That's... that's the thing. For me, at least, I was, like... I saw kind of, like, little blips of, like, things that... Like, um, how good they could have been. Like, if, like, parts that we didn't see. But also, before we get on... But also, you, you got with Scarlett or Adam? Were you on the, the husband or wife side? I was on both. I, I really... So they were, were you on one? Were you on one when we were in? Or were you both the 50, same time? Fifty-fifty. They were both, the entire they were, movie. Yeah, they oh, were both. Right. I mean, no, there were points where I was like, "Oh, okay." He did. Then, then you go right to her, and it's like mm, you go back and forth. But if it was about fifty-fifty. Oh, yeah. I was on Scarlet's side, and I don't know if that's because I'm a girl, but from the entire movie. Yeah, the entire movie only because I mean, there was one point I felt bad for Adam Driver, but I'm like, "You are doing this to yourself." That's the thing. All of your problems are stemming from bad choices that you are making. Not to say that Scarlett didn't make some bad choices, but the way that he was doing things, it was just like, but you're doing it to yourself. Like, this happened because you did this. Like, it's like, his, the reason why he's so distant from his son. It's because you chose to be at the theater rather than be at home with your son. The reason why you're having such a difficult time is because you refuse to acknowledge the fact that they don't, that your son and your ex-wife don't want to live in New York anymore. And then the other issues where he's just like, oh, we're fine, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but you're not. And she keeps trying to tell you that, but you're choosing to ignore everything she's saying still. So I was just like, this is as a, a result of you keep making these choices on your own. I can't get behind you when it's like, it's also like you cheated on your wife. So it's like you chose to do that again too. Like it's like you keep making these choices that aren't helping you, bro. See now, one of the things I love about this movie is that, and why I think the directing is so good is because like I have a different view between the two of you, and like all three of us have, and I've talked to other people, and like everyone has a different opinion of whose side they were on, which I think is like amazing how like they can do that. But I was I was on Scarlett Johansson's side the first half of the movie, and then, and then I became on Adam Driver's side because like the first half she's trying to save the marriage, sort of. And he's just like, I, I'm going to be in New York. I'm doing things. I'm doing things. I can't I can't come out. I can't be with but you But I feel like you just feel bad for him, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not doing it to himself But still. no, but then I think the second half is he kind of realized what's happening. He's kind of like, fuck, and like, what am I doing? And he kind of like steps it up, and I think then she's kind of over it, and she doesn't give him a second chance 
to win. That's why I feel bad. That's why I'm on his side. Uh, but the, their marriage is over. That's the thing. Like, there's no getting a second chance because it's like, even though he got the apartment and he made the choice to stay, he was still like, you know, he's in that huge, the big climax scene is them Which is one having, of the best, like, scenes of, like, uh, yeah. recent time. Is them fighting in his new apartment. And he's still saying the same fucking shit. Well, we never agreed on this. Like, why can't we be in New York? Blah, blah, blah. We have to be in this fucking place. Blah, blah, blah. Like, so just because he got the apartment doesn't mean that he's still accepting. He's just like, I, I'm doing this because my lawyer told me that I have to have a place here. But in she Los was Angeles. doing the same thing with her lawyer. She was like, I'm just letting my lawyer do the thing. And she knew what her lawyer no, was doing the, and she just let it happen. But the, yeah, but the thing is, is that in the entire marriage, it became clear that she didn't do things for herself. Yeah, I think they were, they were not going to get a lawyer because it would just be easier to yeah. get separately. And then the, when she visited Laura Dern's character, her lawyer, like she it, was just like, oh, wait, shit, I, like, I can actually get, I can win this. Like, it's not, like, I don't have to kind of just bow down to whatever he wants. Like, I can get a part of this marriage. Yeah, like, but then I it became, have I feel a, like the second half, she became almost like, I think the second she didn't half, fucking care about anything. Like she was like, I'm gonna do what I want. And I don't like, think that's about true. The family. I don't think that's true. I think the second half was more just became kind of like a pity party for Adam Driver because he still was making bad decisions. That's the thing. It wasn't that he made any better decisions. Like okay, I think that when she went to the scene with her and Laura Dern when they first meet, I think that was like what Jimmy kind of said was an eye opening experience for her, being like, I can I actually have a say in this relationship. I actually can do something for myself and I'm going to do something for myself because I'm not even myself anymore because I changed everything to do everything for him and he never bent for me. So I'm going to have to make the bend for myself. So I think that was fine. But the other thing is that like, even though like she was like, I let my, I'll let my lawyer like take it away. He was still like against everything that she was doing, even though the things that Laura Dern did, they weren't that bad. They really weren't when they first started out. They weren't bad at all. And even Alan Alda said to him, like, this is okay. Like, what she's offering you or what she wants, it's okay. But Adam Driver chose not to listen to Alan He wanted his child in New York. He wanted them back in New York. Exactly. He wanted everyone to just come back to New York. And that was his only goal. So, like, from, I guess, also because, like, Okay, so like I'm, I graduated from law school and stuff. I was just about to ask, do you have like a different perspective? Do you understand things? Are you seeing things differently because of that? I guess I am because, because, what he was being offered, I can't really remember. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really still like a 50-50 between the two of them equal. It's just Laura Dern put it into actual legal writing. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to do it. And Alan Alda said and it. And it had to be in L.A. Yeah. And Alan Alda saw it. And even he was just kind of like, this isn't a bad deal. This is a 50-50 that you guys want. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's more formal. It doesn't sound like how it is. Like when you talk commonly, like, yeah, we're going to split, blah, blah, blah. Like it's cool. Just being like, he's going to spend 50% in Los Angeles or or primarily with her and things like that. Because it's like you can't do that to a child that young. Yeah. You can't like have them ship back and forth. And it's like New York to California, it's five, five, six-hour plane ride. Like it's not a short Doable. distance. Yeah. So like. But Adam Driver in his, like, fucking, like, hubris was just like, no, we have to be in New York. We never agreed on this. We have to be in New York. We have to be in New York. Fuck you, Alan Alda. I'm going to go get someone else. So it's like, he started the entire conflict, to be honest. See, what's funny is, like, I thought the first half was Scarlett Johansson's movie. And and then the second half, and once they had the fight, I thought it was Adam Driver's movie, personally. And I think if they would have had the scene where you found out he cheated on her, 
during the scene where, like, for, for me at least, where I felt I was on her side, I would have been like, okay, like, fuck Adam Driver. But when it, it, because it happened to me at least, when I was siding with him, I was like, because I thought she was being really, like, bitchy and, like, not, like, not even listening, like, not trying at all and just was, like, done. I was like, I didn't feel as bad. It was, it's, we, this movie is very weird is, in that But the thing is that, like, way. when you say it, I just want to know what exactly was she doing that was bitchy and not good. I'm trying to think of, like, I... I she, like, she got a job, a well-paying acting job. So it's like, why is she going to give that up to go back to fucking New York? No, it was I, more like I, she kind of gave up to No, me. no, what I also think is... Like Kelly said, that the they didn't you really didn't see them having a happy relationship because mm-hmm. I don't think there was really a relationship. Yeah, it was still exactly. the director. He was the director and she yeah. just listened to him. Like she listened to him on how to what to do, where to move. Mm-hmm. And they kind of kept that mentality. And then afterwards when, when they separate, she actually becomes a director as well, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as an actor. Like she gets an Emmy nomination, not for acting, but for directing. So I think that's where she needed to be because she needed to get out of the acting mind frame and she wanted to be in oh, that yeah. directing mind frame. Yeah, and then, like, you can see, like, even when he says that, when that's toward the end of the movie, that's, like, the very l- end it's, of it's the movie. It's one of the end it's scenes. It's the end yeah. of the movie Last where she minutes. says, I just got an Emmy nomination for directing. Like, he was, like, in shock. Well, no, he thought it was for acting. No, and yeah, then her but that's... Boy, her new boyfriend was like, no, it was for directing. Yeah, again, but he's, like, in shock. So it's, like, even still at the end of the movie when they've sort of come to an agreement, he's still, like not viewing her as an equal. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's why well, I'm I think not... also to me, that was him saying that he didn't, he didn't realize how good she was. Yeah. But that's because he didn't, yeah, he didn't see, see her, her as worth. An equal. That's why I don't feel bad. She for was, him she was the actress. He, she, she's supposed to listen to him. He's the all knowing one. So that's why I didn't, that's it's also why I... because he was, um, and which was his such his a own young fault. age. Well, not like a young, young age, but like when he was in his early twenties, he was hot shit from the first thing yeah. he did so after that he was like well I'm the best thing ever so I just if you're not gonna listen to me then you're really no one cause you don't know what you're doing yeah so like that's why like even at the second half I did feel bad for him it's not that I didn't feel bad for him like I felt awful for him when whenever the his child didn't like reciprocate his affection and then I also felt terrible when he went through the when he had the observer mm-hmm. who came to see oh how God, he that's- who, when he came to see how you know he took care of the kid and everything, so they could um, the cus- so they could determine custody. I felt horrible for him for it, but again, it's like I can feel bad for him. But in terms of if we're choosing sides, I felt more for Scarlett Johansson because she didn't technically. I mean, like there are things where it's like, oh, she could have given a little more, but it's like I don't see her anything that she did to intentionally hurt him or anything. He wanted to just like fucking hurt her. Pers- See, I don't see it that way exactly. I, I feel like towards the end, I feel like she sort of was like more listening to Laura Dern's character and like really like no matter what it was, if it if it was like shitty or not, like she was like, okay, whatever, just do it. Like No, I but think, she even told Laura Dern, I don't really want to do that for him. But Laura Dern knew that. Not she, to the very end. No, but like. But the thing no, it is, wasn't until he threw her under the bus. No, yeah. Like when. when but she went. Did, he told but before his that, she that, had no problem. She, her just being like, you know what? It's but Laura Dern wasn't playing dirty. But she didn't do anything. Ray Liotta's character started to play dirty and after Adam no, Driver. After Adam Driver said, "Oh no, she has she drinks a lot of wine and she carries him up and down the stairs and she almost fell with no, him." No, I, I mean that's when then Laura Dern was just like, "Okay, now we're playing dirty." No, like I Laura agree. Dern didn't do anything wrong, and the way that that relationship worked, Laura Dern didn't like take over and say, "You do this." She was just like, "If you want to do this, then we'll do it." And she was like, 
I want to do this. I, but she didn't do anything bad. That's what I'm trying to say. She didn't do anything bad, Scarlett Johansson. Personally, I feel like... She- In terms of divorce, the child will always primarily stay with the mother. No, yeah. That's the thing. So she didn't do anything. That's why I'm saying, like... I- you're like, oh, she let Laura Dern. It's like, no, that's how the law works. No, but I just personally feel like she could have been like, I, I feel like she knew that but he they wanted might have been overstepping her... bounds, and she was like, eh, but it's whatever. She, but if she let Adam Driver have that inch, he would have taken them all back to New York. And and if that happened, I'm saying like, with that movie, I might have been started with her. I'm just saying in this movie of what we saw, that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's how I felt. If if that would have happened when in the movie, they're like, oh, like she lets him have that inch, and then he takes it. I would have been like, you know what? I might have been like, fuck him too. But that's the thing, like. That's why I don't really, I don't side with Adam Driver because I think he just made a lot of decisions on his own that I was just like, you need to let go of this whole New York thing. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing. You have to let go of it. And that's the reason why you're in this situation. You just can't let go that, oh, well, I hate this place. Cool. You hate that place. That's fine. Scarlett Johansson isn't saying she hates New York. She's just saying, I can have a life here in Los Angeles for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, since we're not going to be together anymore. But he didn't give a fuck. No, yeah. He, he just kept thinking about his his, uh, his playhouse and the play going to Broadway, which eventually I failed. Thought he, because I also thought he, he thought about his son a little bit, too. I, you know what the thing is? Is that I actually read an article about Marriage Story in regards to that. And the thing is, is that they were like, oh, no one doubts that, obviously, he loves his son. But the thing is, is that it almost felt like during the movie that when he went to visit his son, he was doing it out of chore because this is my son i'm going to do this because it's my son it's not because he actually wanted to be with See, I, thought his son. No, he I thought the beginning he, he was but then he would have rather been in, the, in new york working on his play because he kept talking about my play my play and it's just like how about you talk about bringing your son to new york like actually wanting to bring just him and be like, how about he spend a week in the New York with me? Because from what I could see, I could see Scarlett Johansson being like, okay, but the only reason she would be resistant is that he would never bring him back. I'm almost positive he said that and she said no. I think it's I. Don't. I think it's because the lawyer said you can't. Yeah, but he was trying to bring him. But him. I think he was trying to be. Like, you don't even need to come bring the I kid. I want to see my he kid. He wanted to have it set as a they're being a New York family, not a California family. Like I don't think I think that he would have never let him co- come back to California, seeing how much he hated it. So that's the reason why, like in divorce things, that it's like it's hard if they're living in different states to do that because one parent can withhold the child completely. Like if you're the primary. Co- primary primary um, person who has custody is normally the mother in these situations unless of course the mother has shown that she's unfit yeah. primarily the child will stay with the mother and the father if they're living in a different state or something they usually don't especially during divorce proceedings they won't let them go in fear that they will keep the child mm-hmm. there and then that's kidnapping so that's the thing. So that's the legal side of it. But I will say, like, like who you side on, like, whose side you're on. Like- I st- I'm still on Scarlett Johansson. Well, I don't think she's a great person, but in terms of how their relationship is, she's definitely. What I'm, what I'm saying she's is definitely like, more benevolent than Adam Driver. Either whose side you're on, like, I think that's what, like, this film is so good at. Like, because I, I don't like films that have, like, opening, open endings and all that stuff, but this one had a closed ending pretty much. But yet, I, everyone I've talked to has had a different perspective. Of what, like how they see the movie, and I think that's why the movie is so good, personally. Because I think, I mean, like that's what the movie is like your own objective. Into, well, it's like, also based on people's lives. But but I'm saying, but that's really the director. What, once they got everyone cast, he kind of wrote it. He tweaked the script using things from there. Like I think most of the cast was divorced except for Adam Driver. But you know what I'm saying? Though, like, he was a child of divorce, so they used all of that 
in the script. No, but I think that's great. I'm just saying, like, I think that's what that's the biggest thing that I like see as a win for this movie is like literally like no matter like depending on your lifestyle, or whatever you see is di- like you can see the movie in a whole different view, and I think that's what's great about like movies in general. Like you can you see it as you see it, and I think this one was like it, like amplified that like times a hundred because like literally every single person I I don't think I've talked to one person that said something the same of how who they saw it on you can be like 50 50 even this like us 50 50 scarlett johansson and i was like scarlett then adam like i mean scarlett johansson and adam driver i'm i'm not friends with them but yeah um scarlett jo <laughs> scarlett jo even though i love her but um, i doubt she tells anyone to call her that please <laughs> <laughs> call me scarlett jo thank you so much but also i mean not even just the technical aspect of the movie like the acting was incredible i thought scarlett johansson was amazing adam driver was incredible laura Dern was amazing but, I mean, the one thing I have with her is that she plays that character a lot. But even though she's amazing at that character, Alan Alda was good, Ray Liotta was good. And then the, steal, the scene stealers, you're going to have to help me with the name, Jimmy. Um, Merritt Mer- 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 Weaver, Weaver and, and Julie Haggerty? The, see, that the scene, scene with the pie. <laughs> the pie and then, like, the, 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 the you've been served letters were there. And I literally kept seeing it. I was like, he keeps looking at it. Someone take the letters. I, <laughs> I, like, re, I like repeated that scene, like, three times only because it was so funny because they were doing the British actions. They're like, wait, what are these? She's like... Uh, no pie. Bye. Is that a pie? No. Yes, it's a pie. What is it? Pecan. No, it's apple. Is You've been like, served. Bye. Did, did you <laughs> make it? Served? Yes. And then she like jumped around. The supermarket. And then like Scarlett Johansson came. She's like, "What's happening?" She's like, "She like jumped." She's like, "You've been served." Goodbye. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so." I was like, "Jesus Christ." And also, um, I can't remember the actress's name. The one who plays her mother, Julie Haggerty. Like, like she's just like. Um, so I did talk to him, and she was like, you're not supposed to talk to my ex-husband. She's like, why? We have our own special relationship. And he walked in, she's like, ah! And she, like, hugged him at his waist, and she's like, she, he, like, lifted her up. She's like, oh, my God! And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? But that's what I'm just saying, like, in general, like, both, like, it's just this movie, you can have your problems with it, but it's just, it's still, like, really, really good movie. It's just, I think, because of how, like, perspective it is. Yeah, I also like the lack of a score. Like, it had a score, but I really think that in movies like dramas and stuff, it's so much stronger when you don't have any score. It had a score, which was great. And I think it was good music, which reminded me of Toy Story, but it was because of Randy Newman. But it also... It uh, knew- yes, when Woody and uh, Bo Peep got divorced. <laughs> it, it, Toy Story 5. <laughs> it knew when to... That's what, He's going to come back, guys, I got divorced. And it's them fighting over Jesse. And then Laura Dern and the comes sheep. in. And then it's like Laura Dern comes in. She's like, I can represent you. It's fine. No, but it's Toy like, Laura Dern. Toy Laura Dern. No, which is Barbie. Real Laura Dern. Which is Barbie. In an anime movie, no, real Renata, Laura Dern walks in. Renata, a big little lies Barbie doll. <laughs> but like, I think that's... I, and I she think, goes to real people, you will never not be rich. <laughs> they knew when to use a score and when not to use a score. And I think that was what really helped this movie. Because I think that one scene... Because I think I, the director's um, roundtable I watched, with Noah Bombach, Noah Bombach said... That scene where they're fighting in the apartment was, I think, like, 15 pages of just dialogue. And it's just, like, they have no music, right? They have no music during that, right? No. No, no, no. And it's just... And it's so much better for it. I was literally glued to the screen because I was like, they have to stop. Stop fighting. I was, like, so uncomfortable because I was just like, I feel like I'm watching, like, something really bad. I'm not supposed to watch this. You feel like you're watching, actually, someone you know fight. And I think that it was so, like, grounded, this movie, too. It was like, Jesus It was also, like, realistic in the fact that when people get in such heated fights, they'll say, like, the dumbest fucking shit. And whatever comes to the top. Whatever comes to their And what came to mind was, like, when Adam died, I was like, I wish you were dead. Sometimes I wake up and I wish you were dead. And if I knew that our son was going to be okay, I'd be okay if you got an illness and just died. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, 
fuck. Like, that's what people get, like, when they get in those type when of... They get so angry, they say, like, literally fucking anything. And then he starts crying, and then he's just, like... He realizes, he's like, I'm sorry, like, I... I didn't mean that. Like, that was probably the most powerful line in the that entire scene thing. Is like, in, I wish you were that dead. That scene is amazing. But also, I do. I just love this scene because I literally almost had to turn it off. When he cut his arm. Oh, my in God. In the scene oh. with the fucking I was child services out. person I was, was there. freaking out. He's like, I'm fine. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And then he collapsed. I was like. <gasps> He's dead. I almost had to turn my phone off because I was watching my phone. I was like, oh, Jesus. I was like, I can't I can't watch this. I, I, he, he has to. I was like, because at that point, I felt bad. That's when I was on Adam Driver's side. So I was like, oh, my God. You need to. Uh, and I wasn't the kid was on like, his hey, dad, side, what's happening? but I was, I was like, just taking like, taking a nap. Go to the emergency room. <laughs> I was just like, you didn't just like cut yourself. You cut like your fucking wrist. Oh my god! I what was did he cut like, himself on? What was it? Again? It was the box cutter. There was the, because usually he, was trying to do that, um, he does a thing oh, where yes, he goes yes. to cut himself, but he retracts the blade. Except oh. he didn't retract the blade. When I saw that, I was like, oh my god, that's so much blood. And he's like, he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I was like freaking out because I was just like, please don't die, please don't die, please don't die, please don't have this end with him dying. And then we just see depressed Scarlett Johansson the entire time. I'm like, please don't die. I'm like, go to the emergency room. Go to the emergency room. And he just lays down. He and also like, has no bandage on his down. arm ever, like after that scene. There was never like a thing on his arm. Uh-oh, continuity. <laughs> well, wasn't it like a year later after that oh, scene? Was it? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't remember. But... Also, I will say, um, what was I going to say? Um, I don't know. I don't know. What were you well, going to say? Let's read it then. Since yeah, I'll, I'll try to think. Wait, hold on. Didn't you, weren't you surprised that, was it you or was it, I'm pretty sure it was you, Jimmy. You were surprised that Ray Liotta didn't get any type of nomination Yeah, for this he was role? very good in that. And he he's just being like, nope. Yeah, Ray Liotta was actually really good. Like, what oh, if, what I if, know what I was gonna say. What if, what if all the supporting actor nominations were, were just like uh, Scorsese actors? Because like Ray Liotta's done Scorsese films, like Goodfellas. Laura Dern and done? Oh, you mean actor? Actors. Oh. You have Pesci. You have um, what's his face? Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Get Brad some Pitt? other people. Has he ever done? No. If it was know. Leo, if it was Leo in the supporting, yes. yeah. <laughs> no, but what I was gonna say is, I liked how this movie was kind of fucking depressing, but then the ending had like a sort of. It's not, not happy, but it it's had not a, depressing like a Blue Valentine depressing. Yeah, like it's, some people were saying that, and like before like I even Kramer watched versus it. Kramer. But you know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. kind of a depressing movie, but the ending had it kind of like it was like oh, okay, good things worked out, even though they're not together. I was like oh, okay, good. It's not like I'm like want to die inside on the at the end of the movie. Yeah, like. Before I watched this movie, Jimmy had said, I heard it's like Blue Valentine. Let me know how you feel after it. And I was like, I am actually fine. It was just like, it made you uncomfortable because you felt like you had an inside view to a couple's problems that like, obviously no one wants to see that. But it wasn't like Blue Valentine where it was just like, I Maybe Blue Valentine was like that because... A Disney movie Maybe or something. Maybe Blue Valentine was like that because you saw them fall in love and then you saw them but that's break what, up. But that's why I said that if that movie, if Marriage Story was going for that, I think that the only, I told you my only gripe was the fact that I didn't see them fall in love and I didn't see their relationship at its peak or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, I don't really, I'm not feeling for the death of this relationship. I'm feeling for these people. I'm not feeling for the death of the relationship. I don't give a shit about their death of the relationship. Well, I agree. It's I for the for people. Them. But I mean, I also, a little, I did, because I feel like there's times where I was like, oh, like their their relationship Sort I, of shined a little bit to me. I couldn't see them as a couple. That's mm. the thing. Like, I couldn't see them as a couple at all. Like, Yeah, I think it was more director-actor relationship than a marriage. So that's why, like, I didn't feel the death of their marriage as deeply, but I felt for them as individual people. This was supposed to be based off uh, Noam Babax and Jennifer Jason Lee's relationship, apparently. Uh, I said that before. Did you say it? You oh, did? you said it here? On the podcast? Well, yeah. Well, I said that you everyone... You said it yesterday. We're no, no I said everyone, like, they all... 
either were divorced or were a oh. child of divorce, and they all you he wrote he redid the script. What I'm saying is the oh, actual. Well, you said that you said the actors. Yeah, you said the. Oh, I'm I, I meant the main part of the the, the 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 chunk of the story is about that, and then because they had a kid and everything together, but we can read it. Oh I'll give it a ten. Oh, hold on, I'm I'm busy. The one time you know, the it one was time on, I'm like okay. ready to give 10, it ten. Kelly, nine point five. I'm gonna give it an eight. Get out of here. I can't talk to you anymore. And that's a nine point two. Woo! It is so what did But unfortunately, like though, I think we all can agree, maybe not Matt, that Marriage Story probably won't win Best Picture, though. What do you think is, though? I Real think quick. it's going to be between Parasite or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to be honest. Not because I think Once Upon a Time on Hollywood deserves it, but I feel like it's that or Parasite that'll win I Best think Picture. Parasite. I'm expecting... I'm, I'm not expecting, I want Parasite, too. But. I can, I'm, I'm probably <laughs> expecting Parasite to win, but I'm saying I'm not... I wouldn't be surprised if, like... Marriage Story was like a surprise. It no, it'll either no, get screenplay so. or or it'll get actor and he'll knock off uh, what's his face. It's definitely going to get a nomination, but I don't think it's anywhere near the top of possibly winning. No, I mean I can see I can see it not winning. I'm just saying I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. No, I can't. A see surprise. It. I can't see Marriage Story being the black horse of black horse. Really? But I could see maybe something Shows else. Your rabbit. <laughs> I, re- I wish I Jojo Rabbit would. Me too, me too. But Jojo Rabbit definitely isn't going to. But if it comes to black horses, like, obviously I have to see the nominations, but I don't think Marriage Story will be a black horse that could pop well, out and win. We'll see. I, um, I truly think it's between Parasite and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. See, I'm surprised Once Upon a Time is, like, even the one that's going to win. I, I mean, think it's, it's not because it's good, the, but... I think it's because of the aesthetic and the fact that it's kind it's of filmed like an old People one. People always love that. That's true. I agree. I mean, that's true. So, um, like... Well, because I just recently rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'm just like, I could watch this movie so many times, mm-hmm. which I can't say about every single Quentin Tarantino movie I've ever seen. That's true. So I was like, this is a super rewatchable movie. The music's amazing. The acting's amazing. The editing and everything. Like, there's nothing I can say bad about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to be honest. I'm not going to get into mine because we're going to start screaming thing, when we're in But an if hour, I'm talking so. about, like, in general, I don't think there's anything no, really I, I can say No, I do think it's a very good it. movie. I, I do. I put that, put what I have aside. Of, it is a very good movie. I would be upset if it won, but. Guys, go watch Marriage Story and Irishman on, on Netflix, Netflix right now. now. Um, and there's a lot of other ones that probably not year. in theaters. Also, some other Academy Award possibilities. Uh, Dolomite is my name. Very good. Two and Popes. Two Popes, which I have not seen yet. I don't think it, none of us have seen the Two Popes, but Dolomite is my That's name. That's very good. Is very good, and it's a very fun movie to watch. It is not what you guys are, think it might be. It's not about someone like devolving into drugs and sex stuff. It's literally about making a really really funny movie. And on that note, we're done. Thanks for uh, listening. So, uh, so you so can follow totally, us. Yeah, but follow us. I was on about to say to me. I'm sorry, saying <laughs> you were like time. looking at me like I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I gave Please. it a pause. I, no, I usually say that, and sometimes I get yelled at because you guys aren't finished with your thoughts. So I was giving it a second, then I was gonna say it. That was only that one time where you. I was literally in the middle of something. <laughs> That's why now when it. I say that, I give it a second for someone to be like, no, and I'd be like, no, no, okay. no, 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 Matt. She was literally like in the middle of a well, word, you know and you were like, you know what? We're done. So I'll do it. So follow us on social media at Twitter, on Instagram, on. On our linked tree, you can see where you can listen to us. Um, also, check out Titancast with all these other cool uh, podcasts. You have Two Drunk Moms. You have Arbitrary Advice. We are on Triple the Rock. G. Triple G. Hello. Hello, my name is Murder. True Crime. Hello, my Just name is Just a, a variety There's of so podcasts. so many good things. Go look at titancast.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
That was a Titan Cast episode.